Jesus' name. Let's remain standing. Read another word of the Lord this morning. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I said it feels good in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. No other place I'd rather be than here in God's presence. All right. If we have a Bible, let's open up to the book of Acts chapter 2. And for context, we're going to begin at verse 37. And beginning at verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. The same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want to minister on this thought, responding to his word. Responding to his word. We thank you, dear God, for another opportunity, dear Lord, to stand in your presence, oh God, and to call upon your holy name. We pray, oh Lord, that you would have your way in this house, dear Lord. Oh Lord, let your word go forth, dear God, in power and authority, dear God. We love you, Jesus. We need you moving in our hearts and in our minds, oh Lord. Help us, Lord, to respond, oh God, to your word, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, to respond in faith, oh, God, dear Lord, that we will walk in it, that we would apply it to our lives, dear Lord. We give you all of the honor and all of the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. You can be seated this morning in the house of the Lord. Responding to his word. To find out that The Lord, he's in the business of communicating his truth to us. God is in the business of trying his best to reveal, oops, well, look at that. I'm a little too powerful this morning. God is all about, praise the Lord, we'll just put that down. Since it's not cooperating this morning. (laughs) Um, God is all about shedding light on his truth. It is his truth, amen. It's nobody else's. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. 
And so when it concerns the word this morning, this word that is God's revealed mind, that God has placed in our hands for us to become acquainted with him and how he thinks. And ultimately, his whole reason for coming into our lives. Amen. How many know the reason that God came? And that is to save a sin-sick world. He came to, he robed himself in flesh. Amen. You'll find out that nobody could provide to us the assistance that was needed for us to overcome the grip of sin. You'll find out that everyone that tried to overcome sin, amen, you read in the Bible that everyone fell short, which leads the Apostle Paul to saying that all have come short of the glory of God. That leads the, the, the psalmist to say there is none that doeth good. No, not one. And so we all, at our very best, we come to find out that our own righteousness and what we appear or what we think to be right is nothing more than filthy rags in the eyes of the Almighty God. Because it's not about my righteousness or my self-righteousness and what I think that I'm doing well. You know, we have a way, amen, of viewing ourselves through rose, rose colored glasses, amen. We have a way of seeing ourselves, amen, a little bit different than how things really are, amen. And you'll find out that we measure ourselves a lot of times against other people. Well, I'm not as bad as they are. I'm not doing exactly what they're doing. So, I'm not as bad off as they are. Listen, friend, the Bible tells us that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I got a revelation for us all this morning. Amen. Do you know that God doesn't look at one sin greater than the other? In the eyes of God, it's all sin. Amen. And God calls all men, every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl to repent. Amen. There was a time that God winked at some things, amen. But the Bible says now is a time that he calls us to repent. Can I tell you, friend, that I must understand that God is reaching for me, amen. And God calling me to repentance, amen. God is reaching for me. God is saying I love you too much, amen, to allow you to remain in that state, amen. So I got a word catered for you, amen. And it is all designed to lead you to a place of repentance. Can I tell you, that's not a bad thing this morning. That is a good thing, amen. If there's anything that I'm glad about, I'm glad that I'm in the house of the Lord this morning where God can get a hold of my heart, where God can speak directly into my life. Can I tell you, it's not church as usual, amen. It's another opportunity for me to draw closer to the Almighty God. And I pray the God that we all came with a made-up mind that whatever the Lord is saying, 
said, I got a made up mind. I'm done stalling. I'm done procrastinating. I'm done putting it off. But today is the day that I'm going to answer the call. Today is the day that I'm going to have a made up mind that wherever the Lord is trying to lead me, Lord, I'm here to follow you, Lord. Lead me wherever you will. Because I know if God is doing the leading, that the end is going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be for my good. And so we read here a familiar passage of scriptures that is to us all, that is familiar to us all. It's the day of Pentecost. Peter has preached the name of Jesus. And there has been a response, amen, to what Peter has preached. I'm going to talk about the fact that God is looking for a response from us. God is looking for me to respond to what he is saying and what he is instructing me to do. You will find out that Peter is preaching and that the preaching that Peter preached, he didn't preach about anything else. Amen. He preached Jesus to them and he didn't hold no punches. Amen. He let them know, listen, that he was crucified. Amen. And matter of fact, you all are the reason. Amen. That you took him with wicked hands and you handed him over and that he was crucified. Amen. But he told them that this very same Christ, amen, that God has raised, amen. And the Bible says that as he preached that the people's hearts, that they were pricked, amen. Do you know what that means? That means that they were convicted, amen. They felt bad, amen. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with our world today, amen. In this untoward world that we're living in, that we're going to get into, that the problem is, is that there is no longer a feeling of wrong, amen? That this world cannot be convicted, amen? That you will find out that it's very easy, amen, for people to do their thing one minute, amen, and show up the next minute, amen, and try to worship God and try to serve God in some kind of fashion and some kind of manner, amen, and not feel sorry and not feel convicted because of their actions and because of their deeds. But can I tell your friend, if there's anything that I want, I want to be able to be convicted. I want to be able to feel the word of God and what the word of God is saying to me and recognize that I'm not where I need to be and that I need to find an altar friend and I need to lift up my hands and I need to lift up my voice and I need to ask God to have mercy on my soul. Can I tell your friend, conviction is not a bad thing. If I let conviction work on me the way that it should, conviction will save me. 
me. Conviction will turn me around. Conviction will lead me to a place of repentance where I will ask God for forgiveness and God will restore me back to my place. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to be without the Lord. Amen. Anybody got a made up mind that I want to be with Jesus. Amen. I want to be where the Lord is. Can I tell you, in order for that to happen, I got to have a made up mind that today is the day that I hear God telling me to return, turn around, find an altar, find a place to get it right. And you'll find out for me to hear that is not always a comfortable thing. It's not always a pleasant thing to hear that. It's not always pleasant to hear that I need to change. That I need to repent. And that I have done wrong. And that I need to straighten it out. And there's only one way of straightening it out. And that is making it right with the Almighty God. That's not Me going to somebody else and telling them about it, that's me finding a place and coming to God and being that I've committed. Wash me, oh God. The psalmist said it like this, creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. Can I tell you, friend, I want the right spirit leading me. I want the right spirit working in my life. I don't want the spirit of error, amen, leading and guiding me and causing me to believe that everything's okay and it's not okay. I'm going to tell you this morning that people are being robbed this morning, amen, all over our nation, amen, because you have people that are lying to people, amen, and that are telling people that everything is fine, that they're okay. They are saying, peace, peace. When there is no peace, amen. When the truth is, destruction is headed their path, amen. But you'll find out that people won't get up and tell people the truth, amen. And tell people that God requires us to repent, amen. God requires us to turn around, amen. Can I tell you something? I don't want a fuzzy message, amen. I don't want somebody, amen, to cuddle me and pat me on my back as I'm on my way to burning flames, amen. I want somebody that really loves me and really cares about my soul to tell me that that is wrong, to tell me you got to cut that off, to tell me you got to separate from that, to tell me that it's not right in the eyes of God. Friend, I need somebody to tell me the truth, amen, to help me understand that God requires for me to repent. Everybody doesn't respond well to it. Peter is telling them, preaching to them. And their response was, men and brethren, what shall we do? How do I fix this? How do we correct our wrong? What should we do? Can I tell you something? That's the right response to have. 
That's the right response to have when God has come to me and helped me to understand that there are some things that I need to straighten out. You'll find out that in the days of Israel that their response to God's word was not a positive one. That God sent prophet after prophet to them to tell them that you must return to the Almighty God. Israel had turned, as a nation had turned their backs, amen, on the one that saw them in their blood, amen. Saw them in that deprived condition, amen. The Lord said, listen, I didn't choose you because you was great amongst everybody. He said, I chose you because you were the least. He said, you were not even a people, amen. He said, but when I got a hold of you, amen, and when I started working on you, amen, he said that I told you to live. I spoke a word into your life, amen, and that word was live. How many are glad for the day that Jesus spoke a word into your life, amen, at your lowest of lows, amen, at some of the lowest point of your life, that God stepped foot into your life, and he spoke a word, and it was a word that quickened you and caused you to get up from where you were and caused you to understand that I can make it, that caused you to understand that I can overcome by the power of the blood, amen, and by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you this morning, my faith is high this morning. I didn't come doubting this morning the word of God, amen. I came with my faith that God is able to keep me. God is able to secure me. God is able to give me the strength and the power that I need to put the devil underneath my feet. I want to tell you why you have it. The that you're having. It's because the devil is running wild in your life. But I believe it's about time that I put the devil where he belongs and that is underneath my feet and let the devil know you don't control me. You don't tell me what to do. I will be victorious. I will overcome. I will have the victory. Their response to God telling them to turn around to return was not the best. The Bible even tells us that they killed those prophets. They stoned them. They got to the point where they said prophesy not to us. They got to a point that they didn't want to hear the word amen. That they were stubborn. and That they were proud. and That they were lifted up. And they said, we don't want to hear that. Can I tell you something? That is nothing more than resisting the Holy Ghost. Amen. Can I tell you something? Each and every time a person hears the word of the Lord. Remember what the Bible, what the Lord said to us, amen. He said that he that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit has to say to the church, amen. Can I tell you that when people resist God's word, they're doing nothing more than resisting the Holy Ghost and that they are saying, we don't want to hear that. We're not going to obey that. 
we're not going to apply that to our lives. Can I tell you this morning, I don't want to be guilty of resisting the Holy Ghost, but I want to have a made up mind, whatever the Spirit is saying, I want to respond. And you'll find out that the Spirit will tell me that I need to repent. Show me where the altar is. Amen. Help me to get down on my knees and have a made up mind. God, I hear you calling me, Lord. You're calling me to a place to get it right, God. And I'm not stubborn this morning. I come with a willing heart. I came up with a made up mind. Before I leave here, I'm getting it clear with God. Men and brethren, what do I need to do to get this right? How do I straighten this out with God? response was, how do we correct this? How do I get it right? And we know what Peter told them. He told them to repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. He said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Promise the Holy Ghost. It's for you. It's for your children. It's for all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's us today. It's for everybody. It's for whosoever will. Everyone that would believe. Don't believe the lie that people will say that it was just for them then. You don't need that now. That's a lie from hell, amen? That is exactly where it's from. We need the Holy Ghost, amen? And I can't have the Holy Ghost, amen, if I have a made-up mind. Then I'm going to come in and then I'm going to yield to God's presence. I'm going to yield to what the Lord is trying to do in my life. I'm not going to fight God. I'm not going to resist God. I'm not going to try to figure it out on my own. All I'm going to do is respond to where God is calling me. Amen. And God is telling me that you need the Holy Ghost. So the question is, how will I respond? Amen. Will I come to an altar? Amen. With a believing heart. Amen. Will I come to an altar believing that the day is my day? That I'm going to allow God to fill me with the Holy Ghost? Can I tell you, you can have the Holy Ghost this morning. Before you leave here, you can be renewed this morning. How would I respond to that? Amen. God is calling me. He is drawing me close to him. Their response was, they received it with gladness. You'll find out that Peter, with many other words, testifying and exhorting, saying, save yourselves. Save yourselves from this untoward generation. This crooked generation. We live in some evil days. Perilous times. Crooked generation is what it is. An unbelieving generation that has no faith, amen, in the things of God, amen. And has done its best to redefine things, amen. And have done his best to try to pervert things, amen, that God created to be holy, amen, that God created to be enjoyed, amen, under the confinements of his word. Understand that we live in some evil days and wicked days, amen. 
And if there's anything that I want to be aware of, and that is that there is an adversary, there is an enemy, amen, that wants me to do nothing more than to adopt the ideas of this world, amen. It won't, the devil wants nothing more to begin to shape and mold me and cause me to believe, amen, that it's all right and that it's not that big of a deal. But I want us to know this morning, it is a big deal, amen, because the Lord said it's a big deal, amen. And if there's anything that I want to do, I want to save myself, amen, from this untoward generation, amen, that will perish. Can I tell you, friend, I got to have a made-up mind that I'm going to respond to God's word and that I'm going to do what the word of the Lord is saying. And the word of the Lord is saying, come out from among her. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to stay here, but I want to have have a made up mind. I'm packing up my bags and I'm getting up out of here. This is not the place where I'm going to dwell as I recognize it's coming to an end. Mighty fast. This thing is going to burn with a fervent heat and everybody that's living for it. But I don't know about anybody else, but I got a made up mind. I'm going with the church, honey. I'm sticking it out with the church. I'm sticking it out with God's people. respond? How am I going to respond to that? To hear that God is going to destroy this place. He's going to destroy it with fire. The Bible tells us that God does his best to inform us, to warn us, of what's coming. He does his best to warn people. To see how people will respond to what he is saying. The Bible tells us that there was a man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. You're in good place when you find grace in the eyes of God. That's where I want to be. I want God's face to shine upon me, amen. I don't want God to be upset with me, amen, because I'm rebellious. Because I may, I got a made up mind that I'm just going to do whatever I want to do and that, that I just got a heart and unbelieving heart. I want to believe this morning. Anybody want to have a believing heart this morning? I want to believe, amen. I don't care how bad the world is, amen. The world is bad. We understand that, amen. But I want to believe that Jesus is good, amen. And I want to believe that the church is where I need to be, amen. There ain't no better place to be than in the church, amen. I promise you the church is a safe place, amen. I promise you they were glad when they were on that ark, amen, that they were there, amen. I promise you Noah's family was glad when they had a made-up mind that Noah said, I'm going to move with fear and that I'm going to believe what God's word says and I'm going to build this ark. Amen. I promise you they were glad. Noah moved with fear having been warned by God. Do you know that Noah 
wasn't the only one that was informed of the storm. He wasn't the only one that was informed of the flood. God told Noah, and Noah told the people, you'll find out that people have a hard time believing God's word. And it's always people that their ambition has to do with this world. There's nothing wrong with wanting better for yourself. I'm going to tell you something. Worldly ambition has always caused people to lose out on eternity. Always. Well, I ain't got time to go to church. Got to make more money. I ain't got time to pray in the morning. My schedule is just too busy. I got to get going. I don't have time to read the Bible. I got to do my best to get this thing ready for tomorrow, for the next day of work. And it's all of worldly ambitions. The more that I can get. And now there's nothing wrong with having stuff. I'm not against it. God blesses us with it. Amen. That's wonderful. But that stuff ain't my God. I don't bow down to that stuff. I'm going to tell you something. If I got money in my pocket, amen, that's fine. But if I don't, I still got joy and peace. Let me say that again because there have been times, amen. There have been some hard times, amen. But you know what? I recognize that I got something a whole lot better than money can buy. And I come to find out that if I hold on to him, everything is going to be all right. Amen. He's going to make sure that everything is taken care of. Amen. May not have nothing in the pocket, but the lights are on. Amen. There's a roof over my head. Amen. I got clothes on my body. Food is on the table. Amen. I got AC. Amen. Come on, somebody. Do you know what I'm talking about? I come to find out that the righteous is never forsaken. Amen. And that he'll never have us out with our hand hung out, begging bread. Why? Because he's a good father. He is a good shepherd. And that he will provide. He will. But the ambition, worldly ambition has always an, an entertainment and the enjoyment of this life. has always caused people to miss out. You'll find out that as we read in the book of Genesis, not much is said about the people in Noah's days. It simply tells us Noah built an ark. He built it for a certain amount of time. And that there came a time where God said, go into the ark and shut the doors. Listen, friend. There's going to come a day when the doors to this thing is going to be shut. Right now, it's wide open. And if there's ever time to get in, now is the time. Because there's coming a time where the door is going to be shut. And like the Lord said, when I open a door, nobody can shut it. And when I shut it, nobody can open it. 
There's coming a day where it's going to be shut. And nobody, you can have the the core bars, whatever it is, you ain't prying it open. It's shut. And all we read about is God telling Noah to build it. But Jesus gives us a little insight. That's why when Jesus speaks, it's best that we take note of what he's saying. Because He is always trying to warn us. He's always trying to cause us to be ahead of the curve. He's always trying to help us out and give us insight on how to handle things and how not to handle things. He said, listen, my day, my return is going to be like the days of Noah. He also used Sodom and Gomorrah as an example. Of how the days of Noah, it was filled with violence. Amen. The imagination of humanity, amen, was constantly wicked. All they thought on was evil and perverse things. That's all they thought about. Not only that, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, amen. As people, I'm going to tell you, we're living in those days. And I said it before, let me say it again. You can legislate whatever you want to legislate. And you can pass whatever you want to pass in the Supreme Court, amen. But how many know that the word of God is forever settled in heaven, amen. And there ain't no legislation, there ain't nothing that is going to change God's word from being what it is. It's about time that I open up my eyes and I see the signs of the times. Can I remind us Jesus is on his way back? Jesus is on his way back for people that have prepared themselves and that have kept their garments unspotted white garments clean garments can I tell you friend when it comes back I want to be a part of the ones that goes with him amen I don't want to have a hold on this down here I want to respond to the word of the apostle and that is save yourself from this unfortunate generation. Do you know that we play a part in our salvation? I play a part in my salvation. People say, well, if God's going to save me, then he's going to save me. I'm going to sit right here in this chair. And if God's going to save me, he's going to save me. And we think our salvation, you know what the kind of salvation we want? We want the kind of salvation where we ain't got to put no effort into it. Nothing. People want salvation that requires no effort. But understand that it never was like that in the Bible. That whenever people were healed, whenever people were delivered, it required them lifting up their voice and calling on the Lord. It required them putting one foot in front of the other. It required individuals that couldn't even see, amen, 
But just begin to walk in faith, amen. As Jesus said, go and wash at that certain pool. Lord, how can he wash? He don't know where to go. He can't see. And you'll find out that it takes faith, amen. That when the Lord says go, you go. When the Lord says do, you do. I may not understand everything, but I'm doing it in faith, knowing that the Lord knows what's best and believing when it's all said and done. I'm going to have my miracle. I'm going to be delivered. I'm going to be set free. Can I tell you, friend, I got to have a made up mind. If I'm going to be saved, I got to put forth some effort. I got to have a made up mind that I got to put one foot in front of the other and I got to get to the house of the Lord. And when I get to the house of the Lord, I got to be engaged in the service. You hear? I got to lift up my hands. I got to lift up my voice. Don't you know the Bible says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I gotta lift up my voice and I gotta let Jesus know I need you and I need you right now. You gotta respond. You gotta respond. Have to respond to what God have to respond to where God is trying to lead me, is trying to take me. I have to respond to it. Noah responded. People did. Jesus said they were drinking. They were marrying. They were giving into marriage. There ain't nothing wrong with that stuff. The problem is when that stuff takes precedence, that that is more important than salvation. There should be nothing that trumps me being saved. There should be nothing that takes the place of salvation. God knows the desires of my heart. God knows what I want. But can I let you in on something? God knows if I want those things more than him, I'm not going to get it. The Bible tells me to seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And all of those things will be added unto it. So you know what's going to happen? Because I won't seek first the kingdom of God, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to end up being frustrated. I'm going to end up being upset. I'm going to end up being disappointed. I'm going to end up being mad because what I really want, I haven't gotten it. And the reason I ain't gotten it is because I'm not doing and I'm not responding to what God's word says. God's word says, seek me first. Seek my kingdom first. Seek pleasing me first. Seek doing my will first. And he says, everything else, I'll give it to you. It's yours. You got it. But I need to know above that you want me. I need to know that you want me more than that relationship. I need to know you want me more than the money. I need to know you want me more than the career. Don't you know how it works? You put God where it belongs and everything else is going to fall in line. Can I tell you, friend, I want to respond to God's word. I want to have a made up mind that I want God more than anything. I got to have a, I got to have the attitude.
attitude that if I never get those things, as long as I got Jesus, everything is going to be all right. As long as I got the Holy Ghost, it's going to be all right. As long as my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, it's going to be all right. Does anybody believe that this morning? Or that's just me this morning. I may may never get another dime, but as long as I'm on my way to heaven, everything is going to be all right because I know this present world is only for a short season, but heaven is forever. And that's where I want to be. Never ending. Be How would I respond? Will I respond like Noah's? Not Noah, but Lot's son-in-laws. What would be my response when I hear the word of God trying to pull me out Trying to save me and trying to bring me to what is best for my soul. How will I respond? Will I respond like Lot's son-in-laws did? As they thought that what Lot was saying and what he was talking about, the Bible says that they mocked him. They made fun. They thought he was playing a game. They thought he was joking. Can I tell you, friend, there is nothing, there is nothing, nothing funny about this here. Nothing at all. God is trying to reach people. God is trying to pull us out. God is trying to help me and understand that this place that you're dwelling, amen, that it is not prosperous to my spirit. Amen. It may benefit me in this physical world. Amen. But And that's fine and that's all well. But too many times I get hung up on down here and up there is not a big priority for me. Can I tell you, friend, I want to hear the words of the apostle and that is save yourself. Jesus said it like this, whosoever, he said, whoever would believe and be baptized, that you would be saved. That means that I have to play a part in it, amen? I have to make the decision, amen, that I'm going down in that water, amen, in the name of Jesus. I got to put one foot in front of the other. I got to climb up those stairs, amen? I got to get down in that baptismal tank, amen? And I got to have the faith, amen, that when I go down in the name of Jesus, that all of my sins will be washed away, amen, for good. I got to lift up my hands in faith, amen, and believe that God will fill me with the Holy Ghost if I yield myself. Can I tell you this morning, if there was ever a time, amen, to be saved, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. If there was ever a time for me, I have a made-up mind that I'm going to live for God and that I'm going to serve God. Can I tell you, now is the time. Time is winding out, amen. It is running out. Sand is running out of the hourglass, and i got to have a made-up mind that I'm not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised another service. 
So while I am here, I am making the best of it. I am getting my hands in the air. I am lifting up my voice and I'm having a made up mind. Jesus, I need you to move in my life. I recognize that I'm not promised another day. I'm recognized. I'm not promised to come back here tonight. Amen. So while I'm here, amen, I will praise the Lord. I will lift up my hands. I will yield myself as a child and let God fill me with his spirit. Let us stand this morning. You read in the Bible about Jesus. God in the flesh. You'll read about his teachings and all the wonderful miracles that he performed. And how he did his best to communicate to a nation, to a people. Listen, that were waiting for their Messiah. Was waiting for their Savior. Was looking for him. That had the law, and that was well-educated in the law, that had the writings of Isaiah, Zechariah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all of these prophets that spoke of Jesus and spoke of what he would come, what he would perform, what he would do. But you'll find out that because they were looking something else. They thought that he was going to come in a way that would bring them, that would cause them to be delivered from the Romans, amen, that were reigning and ruling in that day. They thought he was coming and he was going to come in riding on a stallion, all dressed down and just just filled with this worldly attire. That's what they were looking for. And when he came to them, meek and lowly, the Bible says that they had a hard time responding to what he was saying. They had a hard time receiving what he was saying to them because no way this guy is the one that is performing all these miracles. Don't we know? We know him. We know his We saw his upbringing. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. Isn't his mother that uh, that Mary? Isn't his father that carpenter? And because they dumbed down, listen, the almighty God in flesh, amen, they had unbelieving hearts. They could not receive, and because they could not receive it, they did not respond to his words. And the Bible says that Jesus could not do any great miracle. Amen. That means that people that were lame remain lame. People that were blind remain blind. People that was that was overtaken by unclean spirits, they remained bound. The religious leaders, because they held on, listen, they was trying to hold on to their position. And they were jealous and they felt his words and those religious leaders were so hung up on holding on to their position that they did not receive what he was saying. They missed 
everything. Amen. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to miss. I don't want this opportunity to pass me by. Can I tell you, I don't get tired of hearing about Jesus. Amen. I don't get tired of talking about Jesus. I don't get tired of hearing about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is my ticket up out of here. Amen. Can I tell you, if I don't have his spirit, I'm none of his. So when he takes his people up out of here, if I ain't got that spirit, I ain't going. But that's what's going to catch me up out of here, honey. If I got the Holy Ghost, amen, and I'm walking in it, and I'm allowing to lead me and guide me. What do we need to do? Did I come with that kind of a mindset this morning? Did I come with that kind of an attitude this morning? Lord, what do I need to do? Or did I come with the mindset that I'm going to tell the Lord what to do? You know, oftentimes, instead of us allowing God to tell us what to do, We try to tell God what to do. We try to tell God how to do it and how it should be done. But I must understand, friend, my only hope, my only chance is allowing him to tell me. You know, that's what Cain did, right? God told him, this is what I'm requiring. Cain told God, this is what I'm bringing you. When people reject the born-again experience, repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, they're telling God, I'm going to get there my own way. They're telling God, I'm not responding to what you're saying. I'm going to tell you how I'm going to get there. God tells them, go, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. They say, no. You know what we're going to do? We're going to build a tower. And we're going to get up there. We're going to get to heaven. On our own. And too many times, I'm trying to tell God how to do things. But he is the Lord. He is God. I must come under his authority. And I must tell him, not what I want to do, Lord, but what you would have for me to do. All it takes is a little fine-tuning, amen. And I promise you, My tune will change very quickly. All it took is a little fine tuning for old Saul. Amen. All it took is for an encounter, listen, with an angry God. A God that was not pleased with what he was doing. When he had an encounter with God, that, 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 that response changed, didn't it? 
It wasn't what I'm going to do. It was, what would you have for me to do, Lord? Jesus said, I'm going to tell you what you must do. There's no getting around it. There's no circumventing it. If I'm going to be saved, if I'm going to be delivered, I must do it the way that he says. I must respond to what he has said. I must. You'll find out that it's the devil's job to show up, come to a church because the enemy hates the truth. The enemy doesn't want people to respond to the truth. The enemy will cause people to think, well, I got time. I I got time on my side. No, I don't. I don't have time. And the enemy will cause people to procrastinate and put off and put off and put off until they are faced with eternity. They've put off so long. Now they are facing eternity. He doesn't want us to respond to the word of God this morning. But I must have a made up mind that I must respond to what God's word is saying. God's word is telling me it's time to pray. It's time to pray like never before. The question is, will will I will will I respond to God's word? God's word is telling me that it's time to get away from some stuff. It's time to separate from some ideals that this world and that this crooked generation promotes. The question is, will I respond to what God is trying to make me aware of? I want to respond this morning. I want to respond in faith. I want to come to an altar with my hands lifted and my voice raised saying, Jesus, I hear you calling me. I'm here to respond to your word. It doesn't matter how long I've been in the church, amen. Each and every day I must respond to what God's word is saying and where God is trying to lead me. And I want to have a made up mind. Wherever you're trying to take me, Lord, wherever you're calling me to Jesus, I want to go. I want to go wherever you're trying to take me. I invite us to come down to this altar this morning. I invite us to come with our hands lifted and our voices raised. I invite us to come with the mindset that these I do. What do I need to do to get this right? I recognize that I've been wrong for so long. Recognize that I've been out of the way for so long. Recognize, Lord, that I've taken your word. I've taken you for granted, Lord. I've even taken coming into your house, Lord, for granted, dear God, where I haven't always given my best. And I've not always worshipped you, Lord, in spirit and in truth. But God, I hear you calling me this morning. I hear you calling me to a deeper place in you, Lord. And dear God, I want to respond to your word, Jesus. I don't want your word to fall on deaf ears, Lord. Oh, God, open up my eyes, open up my ears that I can hear your voice. Lord, that I can hear you trying to get through to me, Lord. 
Lord, that I can hear you telling me and urging me to come to the altar and lift up my hands and yield myself so that you can fill me with the Holy Ghost. So that you can